As a skin health professional, beauty and aging are the centerpiece of my research. And one thing is clear, if we want to age well, we had better keep up with our NAD levels. NAD is actually something I personally take every single day to give my cells the energy that they need to operate. And our skin also has cells in them too. NAD is a molecule in the human body that is vital to aging well and remaining youthful in so many ways. NAD creates energy, maintains healthy DNA, detects and uses nutrients efficiently, and even protects our cellular health. Unfortunately, from age 30 to 70, NAD levels decline up to 65%. Simply put, when NAD levels decline, aging accelerates. That's why if you care about slowing aging, you need to get Qualia NAD. Qualia NAD is a clinically tested supplement that can boost your NAD levels up to 50%. It's vegan, non-GMO, with three key naturally derived ingredients called NAD precursors that your body can readily convert into NAD. And 11 additional ingredients that support your body's NAD production. Qualia NAD is the easiest way to support your NAD levels deep into life, so you can stop losing one of the most vital molecules in your body now for remaining youthful and in your prime. So if you're over age 30, help stop your declining NAD levels with Qualia NAD risk-free for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com forward slash radiance and use code radiance for an additional 15% off. That's Qualia NAD at neurohacker.com forward slash radiance with code radiance to age incredibly well from the inside and out. Enjoy today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Rachel Varga podcast. Today I have a very special guest. We have joining us Taj Chohan from Vancouver, British Columbia. I would describe Taj as a multi-passionate, awesome human. We met many years ago through my work in cosmetic rejuvenation, and he represents a laser distributor of which I consider to be representing some of the best technology in rejuvenation today. I also happen to use two of the lasers he represents all of the time, and I'm pretty obsessed with them. He also assists with other clinics establishing best business practices and facilitating outstanding client care. Let's get started. This is the third episode in this three-part series. We are going to talk about how, as busy professionals, Taj and I, how we stay grounded so that we can continue to be multi-passionate, awesome human beings Boom. that are sustainably successful. <laughs> <laughs> it's so important. We came up with a really funny analogy earlier. You know, you can have it all. You can have the Lamborghini, but just have your yoga mat in the, in the back. Exactly. <laughs> There's no reason that I can't sit there in nature and meditate but also be wearing Louis Vuitton. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. Actually, my Keep All 55, the best travel bag. <laughs> you know why? Why is that? It fits in every single overhead compartment because it's super squishy. <laughs> it's actually very practical. Yep. And it's like over 20 years old. <laughs> that's pretty sustainable. It is sustainable. Instead of buying like this $20 bag from H&M, it's going to last you a season. You know, for me, it was shoes. I used to buy Aldo shoes, and I would have to get rid of them after... Each season. Yeah. So I went out and bought 
these, uh, they're called Allen Edmonds. They were definitely the most expensive shoes I'd ever bought. How much were they? I think they were five forty. Oh gosh, I've never US. spent that on shoes. I've never spent that on shoes. And I think I was twenty four or something. And I'm a girl. Yeah, I know. It was it was a movie or Could something. Could you actually maybe it was it Mad Men? Um, Did you credit it? No, I've I've always had uh, businesses and I've always been an entrepreneurial person. So I've been financially comfortable for a long time. Um, I'm not going to pretend I have the Lambo and the yoga mat yet. I'm not there, but it's something to aspire to. But when I put on those shoes, I felt better. I walked with more confidence. Plus, I still have them to this day. I'm now, I'm not going to tell you my age. You can guess. We're pretty close in <laughs> no, age. No, yeah. I'm 32. Um, when did you turn 33? September. Me too. What day? Uh, 15th. 13th. I completely did not know that. Virgos. Virgos. That's why we love helping people, y'all. That's exactly what it is. That's why we're multi-passionate. I think I have, like, cancer rising or something, too. Okay. So it's, like, double whammy, wanting to help people hmm. be more awesome. Yeah. Multi-passionate human beings. It's the Virgos. It's the Virgos. Huh. We just love y'all. <laughs> so, yeah. The moral of the story is... There's certain classic pieces that you can invest in that mm -hmm. will mm -hmm. be sustainable and carry you. This amp here, 1970s jazz Jeez. chorus amp. Wow. With like full on jazz tubes. The sound is, I've never had the volume pass before. We're really going to have to do a, a jam session. Got a jam. Yep. I got a couple of guitars in here. Huh. Didn't make some sounds. I got GarageBand. That's what we're recording <laughs> this podcast on. Good thing I played guitar when I was 10 and figured out these programs. So that now I can bring you these wonderful podcasts. Yeah, shout out to Apple. Thanks, Not Apple. that they sponsor us. But. Thanks, GarageBand. <laughs> Thanks, Nerdy Years. I started pretend. with Fruity Loops, actually. Me too. You yeah. did? Yeah. I actually remade that Matrix themed song. I was making beats at the time. This was my hip hop. Well, I still love hip hop music, but. So cool, Tanj. <laughs> did I ever tell you I did a performance what? when I was in university? I love it. Um, and. My girlfriend's parents actually came to that jam session of me performing on stage at a club when I was 20-something. That's awesome. Yeah. I got paid in bottles at the club because I wasn't important enough to actually get paid cash. So they're like, here's some free liquor. Do your show and have fun. How was it? It was amazing. I mean, I was so nervous. I, again, you know, I used to be a very shy, nervous kid. And even into my twenties, I was still that way, but you had like your own pre-made songs done and then I you, did. you mix them together. Yeah. It's not like you're like dragging in the loops. No, I, I mean, as far as the actual performance, you know, I did have some of my own beats and things that I had made as well. Cool. Um, not like the prefab garage band loops. No, no, no. I actually had, uh, I even had a couple friends that played guitar or drums at the time. And, uh, what did we call ourselves? The true thoroughbreds shout out to Charles Morgan. <laughs> I think he's over at one of the big record companies now, actually. Oh snap. Um, I used to go by the moniker of Sebastian Suave. <laughs> not that's proud where of that's it. From. That's where my personal Instagram <laughs> is from. I was wondering where that was from. Yeah. And I've just kept it. It's cute. Yeah. Or they used to call me it's Sabotage. It's a little greasy, though. <laughs> it's very it's greasy. It's greasy. It's, oh, I didn't come up with that. <laughs> we just had to give everybody a persona. And 
they decided to make me the, I don't know, R&B singing, suave. Yeah. What's your ethnic background? I'm Indian. <laughs> yeah. So like the Rico suave Sebastian. Yeah, I know. It's like different ethnicity. It's well, really I don't know. I don't know if there's been um, a lot of... You got like the suave hair though. I do. Yeah. I'm, I'm just happy perfect. I still have it. You got good hair. So the crazy thing is my dad is bald. My uncle is bald. My grandpa's bald. My brother's lost a bit of his hair. I think he's getting there. I don't think you could have more hair. Well, I, I could always use a little PRP on these peaks here, but... You know what? Okay. Regenerative medicine, PRP. Yeah. I don't think it's dialed in yet. So all these people getting, um, you know, PRP into their joints for joint recovery. Honestly, my advice to clients now, wait five years until the actual protocols are in place. So you're not wasting five grand on your knee and have like a minimal improvement. I would actually, I would actually agree with that. It's not going to hurt, but I think for greater success. Exactly. And optimal outcomes, it's just going to be better. It's not to the point where it needs to be yet. I actually, I haven't told you about this yet, but uh, our distribution company has released a brand new version of PRP, which I would say is definitely a couple steps closer to what we're talking about. Demo day. Yeah. So what they found is that the purity is, the purity and concentration are both improved. Mm -hmm. And what they're able to do is actually customize the difference between the volume of platelet-rich plasma. Which is taken from your blood and then spun in a centrifuge. Yeah, sorry. For those that, that aren't aware, essentially what you're doing is taking your own blood, spinning it through a centrifuge. There are some anticoagulatories and things that are added in. This new one doesn't have that, which is nice. It's even more natural. But we reintroduce that platelet-rich plasma into the body for things like joint pain or mm -hmm. injury, mm -hmm hair stimulation, facial rejuvenation, things like that. I've even... Do you do the O-Shot? I've heard of that. Do you heard of I've it? I've had clients, male clients, say that their wives had it. Yep. There's also a P-Shot. Yeah. They both had it. They Why loved it. Why don't you explain to your uh, listeners what those are? Well, I don't perform the treatments. Sure. So I'm probably not the best person to talk about them. Okay. But essentially injecting PRP into sensory organs and thus having an improvement in sensation. Exactly. Specific sensory organs. Specific sensory yeah. organs. <laughs> <laughs> Sexually targeted sensory organs. Like, what if you put it in your nose? Could you smell better? No, because the olfactory mm. sensor's in your brain. <laughs> Sorry, that was a really bad joke. What if you put it in your tongue? Would you taste better? No. I'm just going to go with no. <laughs> just because the last one was a trick question. <laughs> or in like your eardrum. Could you hear better? Okay, we're just getting silly now. I yep. blame the Guinness. But no, it's like this stuff is sky's the friggin' limits. Yeah, and I think... What you said about it's just not where it needs to be yet. We are PRP getting close. into pineal gland. Huh. I feel like uber human. And then there's that whole stem cell thing too. But yeah. So stem cells can be harvested from either your fat or your bone marrow. And then they can even be harvested externally. That's where a lot of the... Umbilical cord donations is another region for... Right. I've yeah. seen some physicians using umbilical cords. I've seen some physicians actually harvesting stem cell from pigs. 
Mm. And then introducing that into the human body. Mm. I like the 10-year rule. I like things to be around for 10 years. It's like this new injectable on the market yep. a couple of years ago for dissolving fat cells for the double chin. Hmm. Hasn't been around long enough. It's injected right in front of the thyroid. Don't love it. So this is actually a huge, huge controversy going on in British Columbia right now. And I'm not going to name names, but there was a physician who decided to dissolve under eye bags. Shoot. Oh, I see what this is yeah. doing. Using that particular product. Off-label use. Off-label use. Cowboys. Yeah. And so there's actually been a lot of talk about that specifically within a certain segment of the, the population. And having my background in oculoplastic surgery, with mm -hmm. an amazing surgeon who takes apart the eyelids all the time, it's a lot more than just fat. It's ligamenture, it's soft tissue. Exactly. It's, replacing the fat in another area to provide more support and better contour. It's not just about dissolving your lower eyelid bags. Exactly. So, or filling them back up with dermal filler, by the way, right? That's a whole other slew. Yeah, exactly. I've even seen physicians taking fat from one area and, you know, a fat transfer, mm -hmm. re-injecting it under the hollows of the eyes, using it to enhance the, the volume of the breasts or the butt. They'll take fat from your stomach and put it into your butt. Honestly, I think that's just going to result in a whole bunch of lumpy butts in about 10, 20 years. That's actually exactly what's happened. Totally. That's it's exactly what's happened <laughs> is, and I don't know from personal experience, I haven't felt or looked at any of these lumpy butts, but just. <laughs> We're going to see the generation of the lumpy butts. Oh no. Oh no. It's not a good thing. No. Uh, speaking of just kind of weird, funny <laughs> treatments. So, oh my gosh, in this episode, we're supposed to talk about how to stay grounded. How to stay grounded. <laughs> well, actually, we sit on our bums. We okay, do. There's yeah. a connection. We'll get there. The root chakra, yo. So just quickly, I'll go <laughs> off topic for a second. This is totally all off One topic. of the kind of interesting technologies we've seen is improvements in the speed, pain, and downtime around hair transplantation. So... One of the interesting areas, I don't know if you've seen... Do you like the Artemis robotic system? The Artis. Or Artis. Yes. So the Artis is a great system. It's super slick looking. It's like this like helmet that you wear. It's just quite expensive. And I think there are certain things that are still done more naturally with the human hand. Hmm. So... Not that, again, not that I've had it myself or seen a full-on procedure. And we're not hair transplant no, specialists. No, But from some of the physicians that I've spoken to... I met the guy from plastic surgery, celebrity plastic surgeons of Beverly Hills. Really? The hair transplant guy. Okay. He was super cool. So what I was getting to, actually, is that they've taken hair from the back of the head and implanted it in the eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Rather than doing microblading, for example, which is I think is become, we know of someone who had that. We do. Mm -hmm. Now, the problem is, is that the hair on the back of the head continues to grow. <laughs> oh, no. So, if you don't trim <laughs> oh, those yeah. eyebrows... Really? Is that what's going on? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to ask her about that. So, maybe, I don't know, for the, the influencers and Kim Kardashians of the world, maybe that's the next trend, is braiding your long, luscious eyebrows. I don't know. No. <laughs> That is not a trend. No, it's not a trend. That neither are, neither are lumpy butts. Let's be real. But that's going to happen because of all of these women who have had fat transfer from the abdomen and backs, and they've re-injected it into their behinds. Exactly. 
I think that, you know, some surgeons are going to be very good at that procedure, but some are going to provide lumpy butts. Exactly. Especially with a lot of these more longer lasting dermal fillers. Just, oh my gosh, the era of the lumpy butt. <laughs> we, we just coined that, you know, there. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not proud of that. We're over the era of the duck lips, I think. No, no, no? I still see it. No, I still see it. I hmm. dissolve it. You know, a, a quote I heard is that if your lips enter the room before you, you've lost, lost, if the, <laughs> <laughs> you're having difficulty. It's the Guinness. No, I got that. If your lips enter the room before you, you've lost perspective. What I like to say is you don't want to be that woman whose lips enter the Starbucks line before the woman does. Oh, there you go. And I was in Vancouver last weekend um, staying at the very fabulous uh, Vancouver Fairmont. Right. Arrived on the Halijet. It was very fun. <laughs> You're so fancy. It was super fun. <laughs> Sustainable. Yeah. And I saw this young girl. She's in her 20s and her lips were huge. But whoever did her injectables didn't do it in a way that was in proportion with the rest of her face because hmm. she actually should have had her marionette zones done. Right. So because she'd had almost like a jaw recession, even a slight overbite, and then her lips, her lips were, her lips, her <laughs> lips were more projected, totally. Her lips were more projected. It was totally off kilter. Yeah. And I think this is a big problem in the industry. In my understanding of dermal filler, is that it was really created to replenish lost fat pads in the face. By the way, Arthur Swift did a killer job on the Clarion webinars. Oh, thank you. I totally watched Well, I don't know story. why you're thanking me. It wasn't me, but I'll but thank you. You sent it to me. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great resource. Sure. Yeah. He's killing it. He talks Absolutely. about the bone loss, the soft tissue loss, the fat loss, yeah. all of those aspects. But I, I don't think that filler was created to change the proportions of the face though it can be used effectively to do that if you're only focusing on the lips for example and you're not looking at the global perspective and how that sits in proportion to the size of the nose or the projection of the cheekbones again you're losing perspective and you're not providing the patient the most value and injectors can lose perspective too absolutely you know what i look at your injector yeah you know what Most I'm scared? That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm just putting it out there. I that's what scares me. I mean, that's This is what I'm telling people. To look at your injector because they should be good enough and dexterous enough to do their own. Yeah. Plastic surgeons in Beverly Hills are doing selfies of themselves, doing their Botox. It's like not... It's more common, common knowledge now. Mm-hmm. Not to the general public, but to us because we follow all those people. So we yeah. know. And I think Botox is one thing. If you're self-injecting filler oh, yeah. it's, just don't just don't again it's the proportions it's the fact that we're most judgmental about ourselves and when you're looking in a mirror first of all everything's flipped and that distance isn't there mm-hmm. so you're losing perspective getting back to the selfie yeah getting back to the selfie exactly. so much for talking about grounding yeah right. okay. well okay how do you stay grounded on, back on topic. Wait, sure. sip a Guinness. Yeah, I, I need it. <laughs> this grounds me. How do you stay grounded as a multi-passionate, awesome human being? Trying to live. successful. Exactly. 
I actually think I have, for me, some very specific answers. Gratefulness. Being grateful, I think, has been a huge, huge, huge benefit for me in my life. I think it was actually Tony Robbins that said something around, you can't be fearful and grateful at the same time. And so I actually spend at least five minutes every morning listing out things that I'm grateful for. So that would be one thing. All of this actually, for the most part, I think that's what we're getting to next is when did you realize that'll be Whistler? We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But the gratefulness is, is one important part. Being surrounded by nature. You know how amazing it feels to actually take your shoes and socks off and just squish your toes in the dirt or the sand? There's something so calming and grounding about just being outside and not being surrounded by technology and distractions and other people trying to tell you what to do with your life and letting the earth hold you that's a great way to put it letting the earth hold you it's pretty good at it hmm. yeah gravity helps <laughs> exactly yeah i mean and i try to do a lot of these things in conjunction with each other so i'll go out into nature and I'll be grateful for things and self-reflection, silence, silence, I think is so underrated. Just sit with yourself in a room and have nothing on, no TV, no music, turn your cell phone off and just listen to your soul. What does it tell you? Sometimes something, sometimes nothing, but those are a couple of ways that I, I think I, I ground myself. Listening to your soul. Mm -hmm. Is that your intuition? I would say so, yeah. Do you feel it more in your head, your heart, or your gut? Part of the reason that I've been on more of a spiritual journey lately is that I've gotten away from listening to my intuition as much as I used to. I would say that right now I couldn't give you an answer. I think I've been really distracted by my day-to-day -day life. I've been really distracted by being successful, but I haven't thought as much about being sustainably successful lately. And so I think right now I'm going through that journey of reconnecting with my intuition because when I do follow it, it's never steered me wrong. Some of the most amazing and impactful decisions of my life have been shutting out everybody else and following my intuition travel mm -hmm. travel that's like travel grounds me it excites me but it also grounds me i don't know how about yourself what what grounds you you're not used to being questioned <laughs> on these things eh? grounding is actually something i have to work really hard on and i'm told that to best ground myself i have to do yoga or i have to get into nature I'd say the best way for me to ground myself is to actually think about being grounded. And most recently, actually just this week, I had a session with one of my holistic uh, energetic healers in California. And, you know, she kind of read my field and she said, wow, you're really out of sorts and you're usually really dialed in. And like, I'll literally do 
prophylactic check-ins with counselors or whatever be like, you know, is there something I could do? I could do better in this aspect or that aspect. And she said, wow, like your magnetic fields are like totally out of whack. And she mentioned that there has actually been, this might be pretty woo woo for some people, but there's a lot of things that impact our planet from space. And we know this all the time. Like if you've seen that show on Netflix. One strange rock. Yeah. There's stuff flying at the earth all the time, whether it's asteroids, you know, debris, cosmic waves. And apparently in January, 2019, we had a ton of solar flares and I just, I felt really odd and just like a little bit more anxious than I usually am. And I'm usually very grounded, very level headed. Don't get rattled. I just felt really weird. And so I did a session. She said like something about my uh, magnetic field was like quite reversed and so talking about traveling actually making an intention and this is talking about a holistic modality for um, for energetic healing so we have physical healing when we go and see our doctor things like that and then there's other people that can work with our energy bodies and in the first podcast we talked about how everything in the space in between is stuff that's all, mm-hmm. always moving frequency exactly. things like that for grounding for me i was instructed to basically do kind of like a meditation of actually making the intention to ground yourself into various places on the planet that is going to support you and i was like what hmm. What did you just say? <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Yeah. But I'm going to roll with it. And I actually did it for about three days. And I feel better. It's really interesting. And I think for me to... Actually, for both of us, you know, a lot of... Because you came in and you sensed my energy and it was good. 100%. And for both of us that have worked in a medical space, a science-based field... Both of us being physics nerds, right? By the way, these solar flares were, like, on CNN. Like, scientists actually predicted them happening. Yeah. Like, it, this is science. And that's the crazy thing, is that I've always been so data-fact, science-oriented. But when I started to delve into things like energy fields and vibrations and visualization... What about moon cycles? I'm not too familiar with that as far, like I haven't explored it, but I mean, logically it makes sense. Like I had a girlfriend who booked a holiday on Pender Island because we had this like crazy moon. Yeah. I mean, I've gone to the full moon party, but that's a whole different type of... (laughs) That is very different. Yeah, that's very different. (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's once you actually open your mind up to the possibility of it working... And you just give it a shot. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. You know, even if you're listening to a professor or reading a book, take the nuggets that make sense for you. But I think for me, when I opened up my mind to it and I tried these things that were outside of the traditional scientific or mathematical spheres, it changed my life forever. Mm-hmm. And it continues to be that way. New things that come into your awareness. Like, for example, having that intention to ground yourself to different grids that are maybe not where you are. Mm-hmm. Just with an intention? Yeah. I'd never thought about that before. But if it helps, it helps. 
And I always kind of liken it to when you put on certain glasses, um, x-ray glasses, for example, and you start to see colors differently, or, or in our case, laser safety glasses, right? The colors look different. You start to notice things differently. So sometimes I feel like we're wearing these glasses that make us see things with one color, one light. And when you start to delve into your soul or this metaphysical or visualization, energy fields, all these other ways of thinking, it's like lifting those glasses off. And now all of a sudden I can see differently. That's kind of how I would describe it for me. Totally. Just different things coming into your awareness at different yeah, points. Exactly. Right when they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's just weird too. That still blows my mind that sometimes the universe just gives you exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it gives you something that you weren't expecting, but it ends up being what you needed. Totally. Yeah. I felt like over this last month, typically everything in my life, really awesome. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like that month, it's like things weren't quite going yep. how I wanted. And she actually mentioned that when your body goes through a little bit of a magnetic reversal, and apparently there's different degrees of it, right? things around you can happen electrically. Hmm. So like a hard drive failing. Well, and it makes sense. I mean, our bodies are powered with electric electricity and Absolutely. electrical fields. Yeah. So, you know, actually, if we relate this back to that chair we were talking about, this magnetic chair. Why did I sit on it? <laughs> yeah. I hope my ovaries aren't fried. But, you know, if we think... <laughs> I'm not kidding I, you. I really hope your ovaries are fine. No, I'm sure. I really, I really do hope that, that everything works out for you. That's Health Canada approved. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, when you take electricity, it creates a magnetic field. And so if our bodies are powered with electricity, does it not make sense, even if you're a scientist, that we might have our own magnetic field around us? I think this is why I feel better in places like Salt Spring Island. Right. And especially this one mountain is called Mount Erskine. I don't know what it is, but I've actually written most of my book on rocks Mm -hmm. and in nature where I felt very grounded. Exactly. But I feel better when I'm on that island because there's actually um, like a lot of it's a dead zone for your cell phone. And I literally feel more rejuvenated having spent three days like without Wi-Fi cell phone than like a week holiday. I would agree with that completely. Mm-hmm. I think that those fields significantly affect our bodies. Even for me, when I left Ontario to come to Vancouver, I immediately knew this was the place I needed to be. And what's different? I mean, there's lots of things that are different, but the main things that jump out to me is the nature, mm-hmm. is these big, giant rocks that... I mean, magnets, a lot of them are, are rocks, They're right? Okay, They're no. rocks. Yeah. So does that affect your own personal magnetic field? Maybe. I don't know. For me, I definitely feel different. There are different rates of radiation on different rocks. So people will have higher rates of cancers if they're living on... Um, rocks that are of this nature hmm. i actually used to work in oncology i worked oh right it. yeah i worked in oncology for two years hmm. 
very interesting. Yep, exactly. So, I don't know. I think, again, to go back to the original question, I think really being silent with yourself in nature Mm -hmm. would be the first place that I would start. I actually think I feel very grounded when I'm writing pen to paper. And you have that subconscious flow. That's how I write that's how I read. <laughs> well, good thing I'm a writer. Yeah. That's how I wrote. I blame the Guinness. That's how I wrote most of my book. Good thing you're a writer and not a podcaster, right? I know. Right? <laughs> no. Or both. Yeah, exactly. Or both. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I'm yeah, so even to this right day, I still find a lot more satisfaction. I find that I remember things better and my creativity flows when I'm actually using a pen or a pencil and a piece mm-hmm. of paper. Mm-hmm. As much as I'm comfortable with technology, um, maybe we're just old, I don't know, old fashioned, but I still get so much extra satisfaction out of just putting that pen to paper. Well, that's a skill that we've had for thousands of years. Yeah. But then you look at, you know, let's call it 10 to 15 year olds these days some of them don't even know how to write. Like they literally cannot do anything other than type on a cell phone or a keyboard. Wow. I wonder what we're going to see. Lumpy butts and illegitimate, right? I don't know. I'm not sure. Illegitimate writers? (laughs) Wow. I'm really glad we're both writers. (laughs) Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. (laughs) I think... The moral of the story is you just do the best you can. You're going to learn about different ways to heal your mind, your body, your spirit at different points. And you're going to have different providers come in your life and highlight different things in your and bring things into your awareness to help support you. And I think it's good to be open to that, but also to use your discernment Mm -hmm. with what is in alignment with your values and your morals and your belief systems and to trust your intuition as to what information that you're learning is truthful and factual. And a lot of what we say here is just our own thoughts. So by no means am I going to look back on this five, 10 years from now and be like, yep, that was a truth. That was a truth for me at this point in my life. A couple Guinness deep. It's like one and a half. Yeah, that's true. No, that's like one. I think I'm like a one and a third, but a one and a third. Did I say that right? You did. Okay, good. I'm a lightweight. I feel pretty grounded. Yeah, me too. It's been fun. Yeah, it has been fun. How often do you talk about this stuff? Definitely not as much as I would like to. It's so good to. I, I get so charged up and excited about having these types of conversations but I don't know I don't know if it's people have changed I don't know if it's people are distracted I'm not sure but I just find it difficult to have very deep meaningful conversations as much as I was able to let's call it five ten years ago Mm -hmm. but the way we were talking before we were recording to now is also very different yeah I would agree with that Sometimes it just takes a couple Guinness and a, you know, a couple hours to really let that conversation flow. A little smudging. A little. Ah, yes. I forgot about that. Who knows what that does? <laughs> but it's not going to hurt. No, but it's I immediately. Present moment awareness. What you said was smell. 
it's not bad. Mm -hmm. It's fine. I think it immediately put me at ease. That in conjunction with your calmness and just how grounded you were. Mm -hmm. Because you know me and I'm like a very ADD, high energy person. Multi-passionate, awesome human being. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. I love that label, but like I'm just a distracted little monkey running around doing stuff. Forest bathing is a thing. Getting in nature, getting your dose of phytochemicals. Mm -hmm. Government-wide initiative in Japan. Really? Revealed decreased blood pressure and increased immune function in the population that participated in the study. Hmm. It's science. (laughs) Hug those trees. Yeah, exactly. Take yeah. your shoes off. Yep. People will kind of look at you weird, so maybe do it where people aren't around. But you know what? People look at you weird all the time anyway. So. I don't know. I go to, like, Mount Doug, and I'm hugging a tree. And oh, you legitimately hug the I tree. Will, I will hug a tree. Okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Or is there? No, not but at all. But I feel like people that might see me do that will be like, oh, she's cool. <laughs> they're, they're kind of jealous yeah and then like five minutes later they'll find a tree and hug yeah maybe it like how's that trickle down effect well absolutely and i think you know courage inspires more courage um again part of what i had talked about the other day in in my um, lecture was courage has nothing to do with the absence of fear it's that the fear is there and you don't give a shit and you just do it anyway mm-hmm And so when you can do that, people around you will see that and they'll say, okay, maybe it's not that weird. Or if that person can do it, why can't I? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's the same thing with charity. A lot of people feel, I don't want to show off that I've donated or volunteered because, you know, I'm doing it for me or I want to be humble. But I think if you've done something good for somebody else, show it off because it inspires other people. Mm -hmm. I've watched those YouTube videos of, you know, people doing generous things in in public and it actually inspires me I've watched one of those videos where they went and just brought food to people on the streets I literally that day was like you know what I'm gonna do that right now and I got off my ass can I kind of say those words in this podcast I don't know <laughs> you can always beep them I don't out think later. that's an explicit term no okay fine. I think the f-bomb true that's okay explicit. No, I don't know all, all, all this podcast is clean Perfect. So that's fine. So yeah, I got off my ass and <laughs> and I handed out some effing pizza. <laughs> okay, you cleaned it up. I like yeah, it. Yeah. Props. <laughs> gave out some pizza. That's good. Yeah, I watched a video. It's like this thing on Facebook. You know, when you're on Facebook and you go through your feed, and there's you get sucked this... into the vortex. Oh gosh, yeah. I, like I. I... I don't like checking my Facebook, yeah. but you know, when you have it for business, things like that, you have to check it. And there was a video of, you know, this young child with the grandmother and the kid wanted the cake and the grandmother couldn't afford it. Hmm. And then there was another gentleman at the bakery that observed this and then bought the kid the cake. Yeah. And then down the line, when that kid grew up, saw that happen with another family then bought that kid the cake. Yeah. I think it's great when we see acts of kindness because it inspires further acts of kindness down the line. It's like that cause and effect. And I think the same with, I think it goes with health too. Things are contagious, right? Whether that's a sneeze. I mean, that that for sure. Well, a yawn. Um, 
but acts of kindness would also fall under that acts of aggression. Um, you know, you look at wars and you have normal people that do atrocious things because everybody around them was doing it. Mm. So feelings, actions are contagious. So when you're doing something in your life, don't just think about what is the impact it has on me or the people that are directly around me. Mm. You know, everything you do has a much greater impact. You know, that butterfly effect isn't necessarily just a voodoo kind of, you know, um, out there concept. If I do something and somebody sees it, monkey see, monkey do, they might do something in line with, with what I've done. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's what the butterfly effect is, is that actions can be contagious. So make sure you're taking the right actions. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Mm -hmm. It's a Newtonian law. Exactly. But it also translates to our emotional actions, which is mm -hmm. very interesting. Yeah. So it's like, is physical or emotions on a different plane? I think not. No. I, you know, I've done a lot of research on body language, tonality, communication. Again, stemming back to the fact that I was a very shy, nervous, insecure person. So I started studying it because Which I thought... Now. <laughs> well, they can't see me now, so <laughs> listen to me now. But you're educating, you're teaching. Yeah, and I, I think for you're, me... You're working with me at the expo tomorrow. That's going to be super absolutely. fun. Absolutely. Thanks for making the trip. Oh, of course. I mean, I didn't realize we were going to do this, but it makes it an even more valuable trip for me. Love it. Yeah. But I think, you know, I started studying that for my own personal reasons to get better at communication. But when we think back to that smile thing that we talked about in, in the other episode, try this at home, okay? Literally, you can do it in public too, but people might look at you funny. But just sit there and put a fake smile on your face for 30 seconds. I can guarantee you, your, your feeling is going to change. That was in the EMF thing that I was told to do as well. Really? To fix my magnetic... Reversal. Just smile. Just sit there an, and smile. To actually smile and then do an inner smile. Yeah. Because what happens is that your emotional actions can affect your physical actions. But why can't it work the other way around? Mm -hmm. Why can't I... I mean, even when you're talking about posture, if I sit there with a slumped over posture, sooner or later, I'm going to start to get tired. But when you sit with very straight energetic posture, you feel more energized. So smile more. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I smile a lot. Yeah. We're both smiling quite a bit right now. How are you today? I'm doing just peachy. Well, Do people say that? Well, remember the first episode of the series? I had my client today say, I'm happy. happy. Yes. Yes. Try it. Yes. Try exactly. it. I'm pointing to the mic. <laughs> you guys. Someone asks you, say you're happy. So where do we go from here? I think that's it. That's it? I think we finish our Guinness and we wrap it up. Perfect. And then we carry on with tomorrow at the Victoria Women's Expo. If you are in Victoria, BC, um, definitely come check us out. Just an FYI, this will be released in like a couple weeks. So uh, don't tell them the details. They might okay, show up sure. at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Oh gosh, apparently I have like a, a big live thing tomorrow morning. 
Oh yeah, you're doing a, a bit no, of but an the, interview, right? The lectures on Sunday. Okay. So tomorrow, Saturday. Morning. Oh, I'm gonna miss. I didn't realize that it was on Sunday. Yeah, it's gonna be really good. You'll have to record it and then. Yeah, I have a whole presentation. It's gonna be awesome. I'm sure um, your listeners would be interested in that too. Totally. If not, send me a copy. I'll... I'm gonna see if I can record it. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be amazing. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Um, you made it through this three-part series with myself and Taj. Taj, I think, is a super awesome human, and <laughs> I feel really grateful that we had this chat. We went way longer than we planned on, but I think there's some really cool tidbits of information to kind of encourage you to become your greatest version. Yeah, I totally believe in that. You know, become the best version of yourself, and... You know, I guess my parting words would be, if you want something, just spend the time to f- let your curiosity and your creativity flourish. Just just Google it sometimes, people. Like, if I want to know about how to be more grounded, I just Google it, mm-hmm. right? Or I just ask somebody about it. So whatever it is... Like Google or YouTube a yoga meditation or chakra balancing exactly. thing. So, you know, I would just say if you have curiosity about something, take the time to explore it, set a goal, create a plan, and just do it. <laughs> you just, know? Do just do it. And be happy. Inner smile and outer smile. Yeah. Mind, body, soul. That's what helps you be beautiful, is, is just having all of those pieces in alignment with one another. You're, like, taking the words out of my mouth. Oh, yeah. Cause and effect. Cause and effect, exactly. Now you're going to trickle this down to other clinics that you interact with. I I hope so. And I think it's awesome. And hopefully, you know, for your listeners, even if one of them has picked up valuable information, maybe they, you know, relay that information to somebody else. And again, it just becomes this cycle. Things are contagious. So just be mindful of what you're putting out there in the world. Lumpy butts. (laughs) No, no, definitely (laughs) Definitely do not put those out into the world. No more duck lips. No more dog filters. Oh my gosh. How are people going to filter their bones? It's going to be a thing. Yeah. It's going to be a thing. You know, I even saw this post where... Shoot, we were supposed to wrap up this episode. Yeah, okay. We can can wrap it up. That's okay. No, no, I have to know what you were saying. So, I can't remember what she was crying about, but she was doing this almost plea to Facebook and crying and very emotional and, you know... You think you'd feel guilty and and feel in touch with that. But she had a dog filter on. Like, I'm sorry. How am I supposed to feel empathetic when you've got your tongue? She wanted to look cute while she was sad. Right. Okay. I get it. Yeah. People don't usually have a hot cry face. That's true. It's usually not great. (laughs) I guess we can wrap up with that. I don't know. You can cut that piece. Now I feel like I'm an ass because (laughs) I was making fun of the crying girl. But all I'm saying is that your real face is beautiful too. And you giving that emotion to the world is beautiful. You don't have to cover it up with, you know, dog yeah, ears and a tongue. I see what you're saying. That's right what now. I was saying. We're not editing this out. This okay. It's pretty good. Okay. This is getting deep. Yeah. Be real. Be real. That's it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Be real with yourself first, because that's the hardest part. Before seeking rejuvenation procedures? Get grounded, because that's how you become real with yourself. And then deal with the rest of it. Then be more awesome. Yeah. All right. 
Okay. Are you going to mic drop? Mic drop. Very anticlimactic. Yeah. <laughs> the mic's attached to the stand, so we can't do that. That's awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you in the next episode. Thanks so much. Taj, thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to catch all three episodes in this series. Taj, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram at Cosmetic Consulting. Thanks for listening, everybody. Head on over to rachelvarga.ca to check out some of my other amazing free resources to help you make smarter decisions for aging well and basically being a more awesome human. And be sure to drop an Instagram story of you listening to this podcast and tag both of us in it at Cosmetic Consulting and at Rachel Varga Official. Also, please leave a review on iTunes as it helps others find this brand new podcast. Have a good one.